Sports Arena and his Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extremes. We look at hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401 with every pay-per-view and special and ECW TNA in between. Um, you got yourself, Paul, I'm joined as always by Jay. What is happening, Jay? Now, you know, this, we've been doing this for a little while, but I think, I think you snuck a little bit of something else in there today. Well, I, I did. Um, with the fear of Peacock coming to um, the UK, uh, even though people have said it's going to be all right, kind of thought, oh, I'd go see what's happening with ECW and get a rough idea of um, what we've got coming up and all this kind of stuff. Like we do most weeks anyway, just yep. jump ahead. But yeah, I thought I'd do that. And I noticed um, they've always had this section, ECW Wrestling, on the network. So it'd be like, so Hard Kid TV, pay-per-view specials, ECW wrestling. Never really thought a lot of like it. I thought it was just maybe clips or something clicked on it. And um, yeah, the numbers don't add up with ECW hardcore TV. So it sort of makes me think that ECW and TNN and ECW hardcore TV are actually separate shows. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, I kind of knew they were, but I thought that they were going to kind of be you know, pretty much the same content. So, you know, just, um, you know, maybe a match different, but big angles, whatever else. It still, might, it still might be. I haven't watched. Well, so I, 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 I was flicking ahead to see what we've got coming up in the next few weeks. Um, and uh, there was a... Title change and return that I'm very much looking forward to. Um, and when I went, when I was watching the clicking through, um, what became apparent is uh, ECW Hardcore TV um, yeah. was just doing a recap of it. They they weren't, you know, you didn't see the angle, you didn't see the, the pop, you didn't see anything. There was it was just kind of like. And so and so has returned. Um, so I think there are going to be some that we might want to kind of zigzag backwards for. Well, I um, have to because I looked at some of the TNNs, like spoilers, and um, there seem to be some Dusty Rhodes matches on there. Um, a few Raven going after the world title matches on there. So it seems like a lot of stuff that we'd be heavily interested in. Yeah. So I don't know whether we do that instead of or in, as well as or kind of zigzag on or whatever. But I suppose, you know, we've, we've kind of done similar with, um, you know, wandering over to WWF and WCW at points. Um, so even if we just kind of dip in for matches or stuff. But but yeah, it's it, uh, work it through. Who knew that them getting onto network television in front of 86 million homes and 18 million hardcore homes in Canada or whatever Tommy Dreamer told me. Um, would would mean that they put on a better show. Me, well, if I thought about it, to be honest. This is true. But, um, yeah, crazy interesting. And um, like I said, we'll, we'll keep posted on how the best we're going to handle it. Mean, obviously, we'll cover and discuss everything like we are covering and discussing everything ECW. But it's just, um, yeah, it's just sort of put a little knock on the, the 401 and how it sort of fits into yeah i think the 401 still number but we need to yeah. kind of work 
about how we fold in the the additions. And it exactly. is. It's, so, I mean, this all kind of stemmed from a fear of, um, oh shit, if Peacock comes to the UK and we lose, that like like America did. Um, how do we review ECW every single week when when we can't watch ECW? Because if we're just trying to do it from memory, even at this point, we're in a bit of trouble. Okay. Just re- reading through reviews, going, yeah, that probably was a good match. <laughs> Seems all right. Um, yeah, but this week we are um, in 1999. We start off in July. We end up in August. Episodes 326 and 327 of ECW Hardcore TV. Obviously, this is the fallout show from Heat Wave 1999 that we reviewed last time. If you want to go back and check that, I know a lot of you have. So thank you very much for everything we've received on that. And also, um, every 25 episodes, we do our Mount Rushmore, which I haven't heard it before. Is basically look at the last 24 episodes of ECW Hardcore TV and decide who we think has stood out and who has had an impact, no pun intended, and basically discussed who we think has been good on that. So we'll run down our predictions and past ones, just give a little insight of sort of what we've done previously. It's always fun. And uh, and again, always the disclaimer on that is it's not about who we like, it's about who we think has made an impact or is, is ever-present or stuff like that. Exactly, yeah, which is why Public Enemy run it once upon a time. Yeah. Always the example, always the example. Um, yeah, we start off July the 7th, 1999, episode 326. The show kicks off with the promo from Heatwave. Tommy Dreamer coming out excited about 62 billion homes watching um, ECW on TNN and then starts crying, saying that he might have to retire. Um, Steve Carino comes out, pokes the bear with, with Rhino, ends up getting beaten up. Francine beats him up. We reviewed it at the pay per view, it's pretty much that. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, so I'll, I'll, I'll. Tommy Dream is an interesting one. I'm sure we will come back to to the innovator of violence. Um, yeah, it's an interesting kind of thing at the moment. Uh, but we said this before. I, I feel a lot of them are interested in the moment because I feel a lot of the big hitters are being kept apart and uh, I don't want to say it's to, to the downfall of ECW because obviously I love everything they did but I, I do kind of sit there and think you could have had a Taz Tommy Dreamer feud at this point if, if Dreamer was that you know if this is an angle which yeah. I'm guessing it is because you know spoiler 2021 and he just wrestled on Saturday for Impact so so I mean so the bit yeah <laughs> Um, wasn't that a road warrior? Um, yeah. So I mean, the bit that that they go on to say that he needs back surgery, which of his career. Yeah. Um, and I doubt he goes out for the back surgery, given however present he is. But um, you know, so it's it, it's not quite as clear as you know. Damn it! I have to retire. It's a little bit more kind of like depending on the surgery, I might have to retire. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there seems to be a lot of trying to save matches for down the road. Um, and between initially 
contracts ending and people getting gold, gobbled up, then injuries, and then tragically what we know happens with ECW. Yeah. Um, in a hundred or so episodes of Hardcore TV. Um, you don't get them. And it's that point of, you know, you've delayed to build to something that you've never got to. Uh, and then it's kind of, well, what was the, what was the benefit? This is it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's strange. Like we said, they, they always seem to hold big matches in, in the back when other people seem to push to the front. I mean, like I said, the prime example is someone like Taz. And I know a lot of other people are sort of locked in like semi-fuse, but um, it was a good match with Tajiri, but just, you know, it was pretty much arranged a week before and Tajiri wasn't yeah. the one. Uh, and this will come up when we're talking about my Mount Rushmore, but he he hasn't had a proper feud. He doesn't have a feud. He doesn't have a chase. He doesn't have, you know, someone after him. And you've got... Tommy Dreamer, as you said, you've got RVD, who's you know the hottest thing in the world right now. Um, Storm, just incredible, just incredible, and they're all wrapped up in something else um, at the cost of. And it's it's that element of you know you could you could have kind of spread it out a little bit better, I think. Yeah, it's just, um, I was just thinking, like I said, even like Jerry Lynn would have been good for a short-term feud, you know? And it, but I just... I mean, um, so RVD's held the belt for over a year at this point. He would be on 15 months at this point. I think it was April he won it. Yep. So he's coming up to 16 months. Now that's a solid run yeah especially again sadly knowing how it ends yeah. um if you'd flipped the belt let jerry lynn and uh Lance storm feud over it and put rvd into the main event picture for a while you know you've got one of the hottest feuds one of the hottest matches that you'd then have to build the feud around going. And the feud's kind of already there because you've still got the Sabu heat, you've still got the, the Fonzie heat, you've got the new triple threat heat. You've got, you know, you've got the facts of, you know, you, you might be the champion, but I'm the one that everyone... That's it. I mean, it was... Like I said, it's weird because then they do... Um... It's hard, obviously, jumping ahead, but then Taz, um, when he is agreed to leave, they do then suddenly hot shot a match with him against RVD. Yeah, you know? but um, I guess we'll get to all that. But yeah, I just with, found it with weird. no stakes at that exactly. point. Yeah. So um, yeah, I find it all very, very strange. Um, Joey Styles basically bigs up the pay per view, shows steals. Ask questions about who won this, who won that, who's a loser. We'll find out tonight. So obviously, basically, we're gonna for those who have missed the pay per view, you get your answers on tonight's show, which is fair enough. You'd expect that, so that's pretty decent. Um, we get photos of Dudley Boys versus Ball and Honey and Spike from Heat Wave. 
Uh, a very quick promo from Bulls and Spike, basically just explaining how happy they were to win belts. Bulls was extremely happy. Yeah, happier than the, the beer in his hat. Boy. Yeah. With no, something. She all knows his Bulls happy place. I, I, it is. Character development, you know that's the where he wants to be. Um, in the Sandman's house, if I remember. Uh, <laughs> um, and then Spike just kind of goes, really? Cool. So that's the end of that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, basically just that. It was quick, it was easy, a bit of work. Um, we get photo highlights from to Jerry and get an idea of that. We get photos of IWD and Jerry Lynn versus the Impact players from Heatwave. So just like Joe Styles said, we're going to run down a lot of the pay-per-view at this point, which is fair. Uh, promo from Jerry Lynn. Um, uh, with this one, unnecessary um, pet peeve. But I just thought Jerry Lynn, his glasses and that, I thought was like, yeah, it's pretty way too casual. But again, it's really nothing this. I mean, Jerry Lynn's cool, but I just feel... Um, yeah. Jerry Lynn's promos aren't aren't resonating at the moment. His his match work is is brilliant, but when when he's cutting his promos, it's not it's not resonating for me. So things like him wearing his glasses um, are just you know that and just an additional bit. Yeah. In regards to you know this is this is Sunday school Jerry Lynn talking to us. Um, because there isn't the, the the intensity in the promos for me either. So you know, right. even even where he thinks he's got um, clever lines, like you know, is is it that you're bitter, bitter, or is it that I'm better? Um, they just don't quite land in the same sort of way. Uh, and you know, it's it's because you've got some great people doing some great mic work, and then you've got Jerry Lynn kind of talking. And again, the moment he's in the ring. He's he's on fire at the moment, but um, yeah, it just it just leaves me a little cold when when Mr. JL is talking. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree. So obviously, uh, he goes on to say about RBD being annoyed that he got the pin, and um, he's happy that he got to get his hands on the Impact players, and he got his hands on RBD as well at the same time. It then. Um, Jumps to sort of what happened after the match. We saw the scuffle between RVD, Sabu, and Jerry Lynn after their match. We get a promo from the Impact players, uh, basically talking about who they ran out of ECW. So, like Sandman, Shane Douglas, and everyone else, they've sort of like beaten up and taken out on their route. Uh, I think this group is going from strength to strength at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, the, the promo work, like we said, is, is spot on. The intensity's spot on. They both sort of take times in who's delivering the promos and that they both get their catchphrases at the end, which is always needed, but the promos are um, generally spot on. I mean, they are uh, probably, I'd say, the hottest act on this show at the moment, in my opinion. But um... Yeah. Um, hard to say whether it's him, them or, or, or RVD, but 
yeah, it's yeah, uh, highest hills on the act then. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I sort of feel that moment. So they said that. Apart from that, not really more to offer. We then jumped to RVD. Uh, he talks about carrying another pay per view. Mocks Jerry Lynn. Um, says he should be challenging him for a match. Instead, he's asking him to be his partner. Um, says Sabu might want a shot after hitting him. And um, so again. RVD very smart, you know, mocking Jerry Lynn, keeping that feud going, um, completely kind of ignoring the impact players, which sort of keeping that sort of going. Um, but then also then tying it back to Sabu, sort of saying, what's his fucking problem? So keeping another feud sort of going. So you're coming out, this is really a, a good few sort of RVD feuds as well as him still saying, that he's the best and stuff like that. So in, enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, the stuff he was doing with uh, Sabu and kind of like, yeah, because my, my lip my lip says that someone else might want a shot. You know, it, Sabu, you know, you, you, you hit me. You hit me. And, and um, uh, you know, what what was up with what was up with that, Fonzie? What was up with him? Uh, you know, it's just it was just him being straight down the line. Daddy, it's fine. It's you know we've got to wrap it up. He's fine. It's not a problem. You know, I loved uh, all of that. It's just good, isn't it? Um, next up, we had a promo from Joe Gertner. Um, maybe the first ever Joe Gertner promo that I just kind of switched off interest and didn't care for. Um. It's- it just it felt yeah it did nothing for me it's all... I I struggle with so this is the 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 Kennedy one isn't it mm-hmm. about um, the Kennedy John Junior I think it was or yeah um and, and you know going down in a plane crash basically and it's again you know they they're trying to be really witty and edgy and blah blah blah. And it just kind of dates it and and doesn't really get it across. I mean, it was it was a lot of time spent making jokes about it uh, with no context to it. Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it just did nothing for me. It just felt like filler no. on a show that was generally. Filler, so it worked. Um, maybe if point. maybe if we were in America, if we were watching this live in America at the time that this was on the news, maybe it would have yeah, it resonated. Might, it, might be not, it might be a hot. Yeah, exactly. It could have been a hot but, take. But yeah, you know, twenty odd years later, it just feels like you know they had they had they were light on a show and they told Joel Gertner to go and do a solid five on the Kennedys. Well, yeah, they they probably thought. The old sort of controversy creates cash in and they might got picked up somewhere and he was the guy to do it if you're going to cut a promo like it fit into his character so they could have backtracked and said, oh, this is just what his character does. So they could have been covered either way. Next up was a promo by Taz talking about Heat Wave. Um... And how he tried to kill Stewie. Yeah, basically, they, they spoke about how ECW had pretty much been copied so much the ECW is having to now up their game to um, stay ahead of everyone else. So everyone else is using tables, so now ECW is um, having to use flaming tables. Which is kind of like a weird sort of 
it's almost like everyone else is catching up with them, so they're having to do more to stay thing, which is almost sort of mentality of people, what people don't like about hardcore wrestling is everyone constantly having to top it to be better than the last one. You know, because you saw like, you know, seven tables and 37 light bulbs in the first match. So what's the main event going to do? Yeah. You know, so it was, it was very weird he, he did that, but he's basically talking about, I guess he's more trying to get the ECW's innovators and forward thinkers when everyone else is just copying. I guess the way he's trying to get it across. Um, talked about, but he doesn't do that because his hands are his weapons. Apart from when he took on Tajiri and he used barbed wire to choke him out. But it was wrapped around his hands. Yeah. So that makes the the hand the weapon. Yeah. Not the barbed wire. You sort of, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, um, tells Carino to keep bringing people. We get a video package in the background of him um, beating people up. Um, again, it's it's solid. I just think it's kind of weird. I was super upset when Taz left ECW to go WWE, but buzzing because I could then watch him on a weekly basis, which I couldn't do with ECW. We were very much living on past pay-per-views that happened years prior. But in a sort of controvert, I sort of can see why he considered leaving because he's the world champ and I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Um, I, I feel he's chasing people more than anyone chasing him. He should have the biggest target on his back in this Fed. And I feel like he's trying to find opponents. Yeah, I mean, to the point where he's he's told Tajiri he's got another match with him. Yeah, right. you know it, it is. It is absolutely as you said. It's absolutely, and it, and it was with Tajiri. You know, even before the heel turn, he walked out and like you know, I respect speak honestly here and blah blah blah, and therefore you've got a title. I want to give you a title shot. It's kind of like where's the people running up? Where's the people? Is- you know, and and he's a face. If the money is in the chase, then who's chasing him? This is it. Like, even Sabu, he pretty much called out Sabu. Mm. I can't really remember. I mean, all right, Tajiri hit him. But after he offered him the match. That's it. You know, we, 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 we spent some time talking about this when it happened. It was incredibly coincidental because he'd already offered him the match. So I just find it like I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get why no one. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin at the same sort of time, you know, was also the baddest man on the planet, toughest sob, and he would still have people come out and take him out. And if it, if was... if you want the angle of he's so bad, no one wants it, then fucking state it. Yeah, you know, I'm here for competition. No one's stepping up to me. So I'm going to find my competition. This is it. Have it that no one will sign a contract with him. All this kind of stuff. Bring in, I don't know, people from an old Japan or something like that, maybe. Like they did when they got Taz over in the first place. Yeah, try and find, you know, whoever and whatever. I don't know. It's just... um, yeah, like I said, it just, it just don't really 
sit right with me the way he's sort of being handled at this point because he he is sort of the baddest man on the planet in the way, but then also, you know, he's not the most ignored man on the planet. Yeah. I mean, you've got the guy like Tajiri, and it's not a knock on Tajiri, but he's going toe to toe with little Guido for like three weeks yeah. in a row, exchanging wins and losses. And now he's going toe to toe and taking Taz to the limit, kind of. I just don't know how that sort of really adds up. So, um, yeah, I mean, interesting to see the fallout from Taz after this because I just want to know what's really sort of going on with him but it's interesting. Uh, I just yeah. find more champions are calling out challengers than the other way around at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. Even RVD sort of throwing out challenges, like saying about, oh, does Sabu want it and all this? You know, it's more... I know Sabu doesn't talk, but yeah, it's um, bizarre. Um, and that is the end of the episode, which takes us to... The 1st of August, 1999, episode 327 starts off with the Dudley boys in the ring. Um, nothing too crazy in this promo. Just basically just rattling the crowd and getting a good bit of heat before their match starts. Perfect. Yeah. Um, safer than the pay-per-view. You'd expect it. It's TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was just good heel work, I guess. That's the thing. Like I said, it was nowhere near the level of attack of the pay per view. Um, again, if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it and listen. But um, yeah, they just they just did enough. Um, we get the intro to the show. We didn't get Balls Mahoney and Spike defending their tag team titles against the Dudley Boys. Again, very hard to break this. Did down. you um, did you like me think that we were getting a title change already? Oh, hugely! Uh, I was when they retained the belts. It might have been sort of the most shocking defense that I feel like we, that we've had because I honestly thought they were losing the belt straight away. Yeah, it just it just felt like they they you know I, I was absolutely ready. To come on here today and kind of do the, what was the point? Another pay per view uh, shot, which they've done before. So I was, I was, I was, I, I, I will, I will take it back. They, they did not do that. They did not switch the belts. No, they didn't. Um, match itself, decent match. Basically, brought all around the arena, no real issue, and it's different enough from the the pay per view. The pay per view obviously was Jay's match of the week. We did the heat wave, which is. A very impressive match. This match also impressive, but for um, different reasons. But yeah, like I said, Spike and Balls did retain the titles, which was probably the biggest shock. They then teased tension between Devon and Bubba. The crowd were lapping up, wanting him to fight. It was kind of just a big tease. They're only mucking around. They did their little um, sort of high fire thing that they did and sort of hugged it out and left. So I think they were just trying to wind up the fans even more. We then got a quick history of the Dudley boys and everyone. They have defeated and all of the tag teams that they have basically split and ruined, which um, again is decent. My only um, criticism of this, and it's it's minor nitpicky stuff, um, you know, absolutely great, absolutely right. They went through and did it all. Um, the bit about um, uh, beating 
the gangsters. Yep. Um, they used a clip where from where Mustafa had come back as Mr. Mustafa and therefore was joining in on the beating of, of New Jack. And it was just a little bit weird that you're talking about the gangsters as a team being beaten and you're showing later on where they've uh, teamed up together. Um, so I, I felt that should have been one of the older ones, but that's, that's you know, me being hugely nitpicky, I realise. It's, it's fair, but yeah. Um, we then pretty much got Tommy Dreamer versus Lance Storm from Hardcore Heaven 99. Um, no issue with this. Again, it's fine if you haven't seen it. From the pay-per-view, it would have been a nice little thing to get it. I made you consider watching the pay-per-view, so it was good. That's fine. And then the match... Yeah, so again, my only issue with that is, um, you know, we're, we're, we're really harping on the facts of how, how absolutely destroyed Tommy Dreamer is. Um, and knowing that he needs back surgery, knowing blah, 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 knowing all of the stuff we now know, um, I don't know whether we needed to see him crawl up the ramp because he can't walk because he's broken his back in a wrestling match. Um. Yeah. Just felt yeah, a bit no, weird. It's, but yeah, it's, no, it's, it's one of those kind of, you get nothing out of that bit. You could have quite comfortably just kind of, you know, cut the match 15 seconds early and not shown that bit. Um, they, they, they have a very weird thing going with, with Tommy Dream at the moment. They seem to pride themselves as a company on how injured he gets. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of, um, they all sort of do the extreme, don't they? And he sort of goes the other way with the extreme, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. Um, Danny Doring's on the way to the ring. Um, Sabu comes running out, attacks Danny Doring and Roadkill. Puts Lita for a table. Um, has RVD written on his wrists. Obviously teasing that. People think he's calling him out. And just as the show's going off the air, you see Justin Credible running the ring and attack Sabu. Uh, uh, hot angle rushed, but I guess it leaves you wanting to come back next week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's it's... I don't have a huge issue with it. Um, uh, Lita, the, the future Lita, uh, I think, did really, really well. Um, took some, some some decent kind of uh, shots and, and sold really well. Super kick from Fonzie, which was bizarre. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, went through the table with, with Sabu. Um I just, uh, ever since I twigged on it at Heatwave or whatever it is, I just think it's really weird that you keep kind of seeing her in the ring with these people and she's kind of this, you know, oh, and, you know, just, just some random that, that Danny Doring knows. It's kind of, well, that's the one who goes on to be a, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, it's, yeah, I literally thought, because obviously you said it before, and I, I sort of thought that, all at the same time. And I just thought it's just so crazy that it's the closest we got to sort of Hardy Boys versus RVD, Sabu. Yeah. Sort of Lita, isn't it? It's, I don't know. I mean, obviously Jeff Hardy and RVD sort of had interactions. And... 
yeah, this is the Team Extreme. Mm, sort of a little crossover that I guess you didn't really think about. And that was the end of that. So, um, not awful shows. I mean, very much expected one pay-per-view fallout, but not necessarily two pay-per-view fallouts. I think at the time, if you waited two weeks and kind of really only got one new match, I guess. Yeah, it's a kind of two, isn't it? So, I mean, my, my match of the week is a really kind of tough choice because I've got the Dudleys versus um, Balls and Spike again. Yeah. Which wasn't as good as the pay-per-view match. No. Or I've got Danny Doring and Amish Roadkill and, and Angelica versus Sabu. Um, which was fine. You know, it was probably my favourite out of the two. I mean, but, you technically got uh, Lance Storm versus Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, except it's a replay from a long time, a while ago. Yeah. I know, but still, sort of technically, the match was on this week. But um, yeah, what is your match this week? <laughs> um, uh, I think out of all of them, again with the the Fonzie super kick and the Lita spots, or the yeah the Angelica spots, I think out of the two of them. Um, Danny Doring's going to get a match of the week. Nod from me. I like. I was going to say you could always switch up and do promo of the week, but I don't think that'd be any easier. Uh no, no. I mean, I think it would probably be RVD, but it's you know, it was a decent RVD promo. It wasn't a, a, a you know, note the time. This is what you need to check. RVD promo. It's almost the first time we can actually show the whole match of the week. <laughs> yeah. It's a really different approach. Might do that. Um, yeah, so that. But now it's time to jump into our Mount Rushmore. Like we said, every 25 episodes, um, we do a Mount Rushmore. says who we think stood out. Like we said, it's not necessarily our favourite people. But like Jay said, it's people who he's had the most impact and um, has been a crucial sort of character and stuff like that. Da, 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 da. Let's have a look at our last ones. Can you remember your last ones? No, no, I cannot. Um, I had Lance Storm, Just Incredible, Shane Douglas, and Francine and Taz. You had RVD and Sabu with Fonzie, Shane Douglas and Francine, Just Incredible, and Taz. Your predictions were Francine won't be back on the list. And Tajiri will be on the list. My Ooh. predictions was Dudley Boys and the Impact Players. Ooh. Which was bold because the Impact Players weren't a thing at this point. No. So that was my sort of hope that they had emerged and all that. Um, it's kind of hard because it's sort of like almost... But yeah, the first one on my list is the Impact Players. Also on mine. Yeah. And um, I, I think that's important, not for the whole... Um, you know, the first time they've been on, I think, any of our lists as a unit. I yes. think that's that's the important bit. They've both previously been on as individuals, but as a unit, this is the first time they've they've made it on. So I think that's um important. So uh, one of the things that's really impressed <laughs> me watching it back, um, getting to watch the the weekly product, is the natural evolution 
of them becoming the impact players. Um, so you had the one segment where franchise is retiring, um, you know, wants to name the new franchise. Uh, they both run out to, to lay claim. Um, both very kind of adverse, adversarial and combative with each other about it because it's not going to be you, it's me, and it's not going to be you, it's me. And then when it's announced it's going to be Tommy Dreamer, uh, yeah. they 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 kind of join and and that's where they start coming together and between that up to the pay-per-view they've been aligned but not necessarily a team exactly and it's only now that they are officially the impact players and they are officially together and and that evolution over you know 25ish episodes yeah. Um, so almost six months, really, um, has been really good to watch. I think that's been a really, you know, slow build in regards to them coming together and, you know, becoming what we know they become. Um, and that's one of the bits that I've really enjoyed out of it. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I was just looking back, episode 250 was the first time that Justin Incredible made it onto your um, sort of list. So it's been around for a bit of a while now. Yeah. Which is um, it's weird. It's come up to 100 episodes. They sort of, well, maybe over 100 episodes, depending on how it all sort of worked out. But, you know, I thought that was quite interesting. So who's uh, number two on your list? Um, so that was one prediction that was made that came true. I'm going to go for the other one. I've got Tajiri on my list. Um, which which isn't me just kind of marking my own homework because I can never remember the predictions I make. Um, I think he's been ever-present. I think um, uh, it's been really interesting to watch, um, again, the evolution, partly because there was this whole kind of, you know, and you start seeing mannerisms and you start seeing things coming through and you start seeing little bits of, of the jury that we know and love come in and then one day he's there uh, and you're like, Oh, okay. That's that. Wow. That, all right. So we've, we've just kind of jumped a couple of steps there. That's, that's, that's cool. Um, he's, he's suddenly rocketed up the card, uh, yeah. which, you know, I, I have issues with not because of his talent, but just because of the storytelling. Um, but you know, he's been pretty much on every week's TV. Um, he's been, you know, God knows how many matches of the weeks he's been, ever present on pay-per-views he's been showcased um you know they they knew they had something with Yoshihiro Tajiri from very very early on um to the point where you know after you know a, a chunk of time where he's basically just you know trading wins with super crazy and little guido suddenly he's main eventing and having a title shot yeah i mean um Tajiri's made my list everything you've basically done and like I said the evolution of his character was a hot talking point every week where we um, saw him sort of change and getting more aggressive and becoming that character is it was really um, sort of cool stuff so I've loved watching him emerge and everything so yeah he had to be on this list I mean I'm expecting him not to win another match for the rest of his career because Tommy Dream has just shown us how to beat him hasn't he Basically, yeah. So, with the with the tarantula, 
the story is that, you know, he locked him in the tarantula and stretched this bad, broken back. And then Dreamer sacrificed himself by holding on, which let Taz run out and, and start beating up the jury. Now, if the whole thing about the tarantula is you've got to the five count, which they still seem to comply with in ECW, and if after the five count you haven't broken it, you're disqualified, then surely everyone's just holding on now, aren't they? Well, yeah, it's an easy win. Just getting disqualified. I mean, visually it's a great move, but I have stated, you know, we stated it's, it's the most pointless move, I think, maybe in wrestling history. It's a great move for four seconds. Exactly. Um, my number three, no massive surprise, is uh, RVD. Um, but this is the, I'm not sure I've checked all of them, but I think this is the first time for a long time, I don't know if it ever, just RVD. I haven't done RVD with Sabu, I haven't done RVD with Fonzie, I've literally just done RVD. I think he's starting to come on his own. I don't think his promos are Fonzie reliant in the same way. Um, obviously, the matches are a no-brainer. But um, yeah, purely RVD. Um, I I went for RVD and Fonzie. Yeah. Um, so I, I did uh, decide not to do RVD, Sabu and Fonzie. Um, because I think Sabu has been really kind, and, and I know you know part of it's the storyline, but um, he's been so in and out and so kind of you know inconsequential on a lot of it uh, that he didn't really kind of uh, break the, that that kind of um, Rushmore for me. Um, I think I, I still think Fonzie's added some bits for me, uh, even if it is just the foil for RVD to talk to. So, you know, the whole thing about, you know, I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed, I'm, you know, I can do whatever I want. I'm, you know, I'm allowed, I can do whatever. Um, and then the promos he's done in Fonzie's voice and things like that. I, I think he's still there, but I, I absolutely agree with what you mean. I mean, he has, um, similar to, you know, Fonzie's very, very good at this because we saw this with Taz as well, where, Originally, when they got together, all of the heat was on Fonzie. Yeah. And they did a very good job, and Fonzie was brilliant about getting the heat onto Taz. And the same again, you know, he's he's made RVD bigger than, than RVD and Fonzie. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've, I've got both of them. Um, but, but not poor Sabu. Yes, that's fair enough, though. And who is your last pick? So we're matching on three out of four. Yeah. And I I, I do have a feeling we're going to match on four out of the four. Brother! Um, he's been ever-present. Um, I, I, I've not enjoyed how he's been booked over the last 25 episodes um, for all of the stuff we've just said about him not having a feud and basically just having to kind of mooch around and jump in the ring and offer people world title shots um, rather than have anyone who wants to be the world champion and dethrone him. Um, uh, I I love the majority of his promos, but there's still some that, that miss for me. I still think there's, there's um, the need in ECW for... Uh, someone to kind of either say it's a little bit long, you know, or you know, let's let's just run that again. 
because uh, you know Taz sometimes kind of gets cut into loops. I think with with you know not really knowing how to land the promo. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the 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 human suplex machine, uh, whether he's shooting or not, um, is my fourth point. Fourth pick. See, I've massively struggled with this fourth one because I completely understand what you're saying about Taz, but I have found it sort of verge, not repetitive, but I, I just don't yeah. know. I just haven't really understood. I don't think his characters move forward or anything, but an act that I have sort of enjoyed for different reasons has been the Dudley boys. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we said, this goes through that promo, which I, I could almost, um, you could put them on there for that alone. I feel the tag team belts are, are flippy floppy at the moment, but I think that's because they're desperately trying to, recreate a division which has been sort of ravaged and um, yeah, I went I went for the Dudleys um, but I could have gone for Taz I was very torn between both of them I, I contemplated Steve Carino but I just don't again I don't he's been president I just don't like the way he's been completely treated at this point I think there's a middle ground I, I don't think he's yeah. had enough matches he's just a mouthpiece at this point and um, he always gets destroyed. So even though he's there all the time, I said even with Public Enemy, he wasn't a massive fan. It'd still at least not look like complete bitches and win matches from time to time. Even Jason, when he made the list, he was still not just a complete. No, I mean it would be the same as you know you you could make the case for Cyrus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's kind of smart, or or, or Joel Gertner, um, or you know. Um, others like that. It's it's kind of that smarmy kind of mm. chatty but, um, rather than wrestling. Yeah, but no, I'm an, I'm annoyed that um, I've gone for the Dudleys over Taz because I, I wished I, I could have picked Taz, but um, yeah, I'm just a little bit sort of upset with all the way that sort of what's going on with Taz at the moment. I just feel he's very much just in the shuffle and hopefully it does pick up a bit before he departs but um, yeah again it's great matches there's nothing against matches it's just meaningful matches but, um, yeah, yeah so. you're absolutely right I mean they've not given him anyone that they can really get his teeth into yeah. um, and even to blame him no even to Jerry he's, he's you know working with someone who can't cut promos has already got destroyed in the first match. And it's literally, literally destroyed. Yeah, and they basically said, oh, by the way, Taz, um, you're facing Tajiri on Sunday. You've got 30 seconds. Said it to me. This is what it felt like. And don't be wrong, he did fucking amazing at it. And it was a great match. And again, it's not a fault on Taz. But obviously, it's sort of him that sort of gets the, the brunt of it, I guess. But... Um, there are, like we said earlier on, there are people there that he could have been feuding with at this time. They could have, you know, brought people in. I think it would have been names big enough to feud with. 
Well, I mean, you know, we were talking about kind of the missed opportunities and, and you know, the holding off and whatever else. Yeah. You, you could have fed Sid to him. Sid was a, a monster. He was over as hell. He destroyed everyone. You know, no, it didn't even have to one. be a long match. Yep, didn't even have to be a long match. Yeah, 100%. You could have, you could have, you could have had similar sort of stuff. You know, Sid comes out, lays out Taz, um, and, and there then, would have been um, also on the same level. There would have been probably legends who weren't under contract at the moment. Yeah, I mean, they they could have brought in one shots that would have got sort of a, a small buzz or something. I don't know. I don't really sort of, you know, who was where at this point. We need to check the rosters and that. But yeah, surely there are people that could have. Or you in. could have just built someone up to attack him. You know, like you know, you had Rhino. If you if you'd given it a couple of weeks, yeah, Rhino and had him, taken him out. destroy some people, you know, get the gore over, then that would have been a different thing. Have Steve Carino put a bounty on him? There could have been. There could have been ways. But um, yeah, so I mean, obviously, we'll watch how it unfolds. Obviously, Steve Carino's going to grow as a character. Impact players grow as a character. Dudley Boys around for a little bit longer because I think they go before Taz, don't they? Yep. Yeah, so they're around for a little bit. And, um, yeah, it's going to be cool. If you want to get involved in the conversation, at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter and Instagram, that is where you can find us. Again, thank you, as always, people taking us in all these posts and everything to do with ECW. We love to see them. We love to read them and sort of... um relive some of these great sort of pay-per-views that we have covered and stuff like that and ones that we're coming up to. Um, it's very exciting and always appreciated. And um, Before yeah. we do, yeah, do you have any predictions for the next Rushmore? Oh, I did. I wrote down predictions. I Basically, my predictions were... Pain. Uh, I think I say that every 25 weeks. Pain. Um, no, um, new names that we hadn't heard of before. They've never been on the list before. So basically, people who've never been on the Mount Rushmore will make a debut on it. Yep. I, I reckon we're going to do that. And I put potentially no champions. Yep. Which yep. is bold, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. What do you reckon? Um, I'm going to predict old names who have not been on for a while. And... I'm going to predict that you are torn over Steve Carino again. <laughs> really exciting podcast. In notes as a sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it's what people are here for. They they come for the admin. They stay for the ECW chat. I know, right? Oh, how good is that? Um, yeah, make sure you check us out. Thank you for all the ongoing support revolution that was ECW um, yeah like I said check us out at the score sports arena we're always around we're always talking and uh, thank you very much we'll see you next week just like RVD that was the whole fucking show